It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio. I'm your host, Todd Marquardt. We're on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, and later we'll be on Apple Podcasts and on TalkLawRadio.com. Try interacting with me on the show today through Twitter. My handle is at sign TalkLawRadio1, or you can just comment on the Facebook Live feed. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs attorney law licenses, and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law. But because legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and because laws are ever-changing, the material discussed in this program is meant for general informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with your individual professional advice. Marquardt Law Firm is sponsoring our show today, and attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans, new businesses and old businesses which might have issues with corporations, contracts, LLCs, family limited partnerships, and we can represent those who are facing problems from lack of planning in guardianships, probate, real estate, breach of contract, and personal injury. Check out our blog at marquartlawfirm.com to read about searching for a lost will and planning a vacation. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day and for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to talk about the law on the radio. Please forgive us for our sins, for our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing, and failing to do your will. Please help me give good information to the listeners about trends of overlapping legal issues today. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. The mission of Talk Law Radio is to help you discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. Today, we're going to be talking about those legal issues that are overlapping, uh, trends that I've seen most recently, Uh, since I've returned from uh, traveling. So I've been uh, traveling all over the United States uh, for the past uh, few weeks and few months uh, watching my middle son, Thomas, play baseball. We were in North Carolina, then Louisiana, Dallas, Albuquerque, and Phoenix. And during that time, I was still working on the road and Our other attorneys, Daniel Palmer and Alex Vollmer, were 
in the office, uh, seeing clients and doing legal work, providing legal advice. Um, but since I've returned, I've been uh, communicating a lot with uh, colleagues of mine, uh, especially in the Texas chapter of the National Academy of Elder Law Attorneys Association. And uh, some of the trends that we've been seeing are that um, older people are finally getting to the point where they can no longer be at home. Their loved ones have been doing all they could during the pandemic to take care of them at home by um, coming in before work, coming in at lunch, coming in after work, and doing uh, assistance with activities of daily living uh, for their loved ones who are not mobile, uh, who are struggling with um, getting getting meals prepared, uh, taking uh, showers and baths and toileting and uh, getting around the house, making sure that the house is uh, taken care of. Um, so we've been seeing a, tr- a trend now that since uh, they delayed the process of getting professional care in uh, communities that provide that type of assistance to older people like assisted living, memory care, and nursing homes, that um, now they're getting to the point where it's just uh, inevitable. The, the, the decline, the progression of the medical conditions and the disease has happened, and they can no longer take care of them because uh, these folks need professional help. And so with this flood of disabled and elderly individuals uh, getting into assisted living and memory care and nursing homes, people are struggling to figure out, how am I going to pay for this? And how do I make these decisions? How do I make decisions at the bank? How do I make decisions about taking care of uh, real estate? How do I get property sold? How do I pay the high cost of long-term care? So it just reminded me that uh, it's a good time to get your own affairs in order and to encourage your loved ones and friends to get their affairs in order so that you don't end up in crisis. I'll also talk about some of the strategies that an attorney might be able to help you with when you are in crisis, when your loved one uh, did not do their legal planning, does not have their legal affairs in order, and does not know how they're going to pay the high cost of long-term care. There might be some opportunities for planning even in the midst of crisis. Um, Other trends that I've been noticing, um, I'm also a member of an organization called Wealth Council. It's a national organization of uh, preeminent attorneys who focus on estate planning, tax planning, business planning. Um, And what we've been noticing is that there's uh, activity in Congress and uh, in President Biden's office that suggests that they want to raise the tax rate on uh, capital gains and that they want to reduce the basic exclusion amount for uh, federal estate taxes. And if one or both of those things are, are accomplished, 
then we will have to do additional planning uh, to help people manage their affairs and um, legally and ethically um, reduce their tax liability if possible. Okay, so we're about to take a break. Um, I'm Todd Marquardt. We're on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Uh, I'm frequently on podcasts. Uh, Every episode that we record in the radio studio is also a podcast episode. So I think this is my 88th episode, and uh, we're talking about Texas law today. Um, There were some bills passed in the Texas legislature recently that I'll talk about in addressing these legal trends um, to help you discover your legal issue blind spots. Okay, so again, today I'm going to be talking about how a business, estate, elder, elder law, and administration all um, sort of affect each other. On the Facebook page, I have a uh, Venn diagram of overlapping circles that shows how certain areas of law all affect each other. And that's uh, business law, estate planning law, like wills and trusts, elder law that includes uh, public benefit planning and also incapacity planning, and how probate and trust administration uh, all work together. They all affect one another. And so we'll be talking about that, um, helping business owners plan their estate and helping estate, uh, estates uh, with businesses transition to uh, the next generation. So you're here on Talk Law Radio with me, Todd Marquardt, and we're going to help you discover your legal issue blind spots right after this break. able to care for yourself or your home. Without powers of attorney, your loved ones will be forced to the world of court battles and guardianship lawsuit to declare you to be incapacitated. Better yet, ask about a living trust containing your instructions about where you want to live, how you want to be taken care of if you have a heart attack, stroke, or develop Alzheimer's or dementia. Call Marquardt Law Firm and find out how a living trust can help your loved ones settle your affairs without a judge in court. Call 210-530-4278. That's 210-530-4278. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt. Today we're talking about legal issues and how they overlap. Uh, Most notably, there is uh, business law, estate planning law, including last wills, living trusts, and elder law, and probate and trust administration. All of these things go hand in glove. And first, I want to talk about business planning um, because uh, I was reminded about Snowmageddon, what we call here in San Antonio, that event that happened in uh, February 2021 when it got so cold that uh, the electrical grid couldn't keep up and 
uh, people were without electricity and some people were without water and businesses had to shut down my own business uh, I couldn't get to the roads were closed and um, I didn't want to drive on the roads anyway uh, because it was extremely dangerous and even if I had gotten to the office uh, I don't know that there would have been electricity there and um, I don't know that the internet would have been working and so while I still read the books I'm in that generation uh, before um, people were addicted to computers and internet and online I still know how to use the books uh, the terrific professors at St. Mary's University School of Law taught us how to use the books and they also taught us how to use uh, online uh, legal software and databases to search uh, catalogs of case law and statutes. So I sort of know both ways, but I still prefer the online method because um, that's how we keep track of our uh, files and stuff. So it's um, it was difficult to work during that time period, and I'm sure there's lots of other businesses, if not every single business in San Antonio or in the state of Texas, suffered in some way during that time. So this that was a natural disaster. And um, I, I was talking about how businesses can uh, survive and thrive if there's a natural disaster with a, a group of other business owners I meet with on a monthly basis. It, it's a peer advisory group. It's a mastermind group um, called Vistage. And w what we do is we help each other um, do better and be better leaders and uh, build our businesses so that we can help more people. And what, what Vistage has noticed uh, through their study, is that um, it, business is going to get more difficult as uh, inflation uh, takes over the economy. And uh, I don't want to be a part of a, a dying business. So I've been trying to uh, stabilize my business, strengthen my business, and grow my business. And so that's that's sort of the planning that a business owner has to do in this economic time anyway. And so how much more do they need to do to make sure that they're prepared in case of a natural disaster and in case of disability, incapacity, and death? You don't want to end up in crisis. How, are, how is the business going to be run if the business owner is not able to make decisions? Well, if it's a very big business, it might be run by a board of directors. It might have uh, presidents and vice presidents. It might have CEOs and chief operating officers and other C-level staff that could make decisions. But if it's a small business and it's only run by a handful of people, this is some of the planning that you need to do. It's your responsibility to make sure that the leadership has a succession plan. And uh, attorneys can help you with that. And you can write down 
a lot of your policies and procedures to help your uh, second-in-command make decisions and carry on the business if something tragic happens. Um, I'm reminded every day that tragedy happens to good people because I see a car accident almost every day. Uh, Is there anybody else out there that sees a car accident almost every day? Uh, It's like a war zone out there. You just have to be so careful. And um, I, I was also reminded uh, about the how fragile human life is because uh, uh, some people that I know lost loved ones who were relatively young, you know, about my age. Uh, so I, I feel like an old man, but I'm still a young man. Uh, I have some gray hair, but uh, it's not totally white. Um, my hair is falling out, but I still have some, so probably consider to be middle-aged. Uh, my kids are uh, getting older. I still have some that are in school. So uh, when somebody my age passes away for any reason, it's a shock. And I implore you to get your affairs in order, even if you think you're healthy. Uh, During one of these baseball games, I was having a conversation with one of the other parents, and and she said somebody that she knew uh, for a very long time since she was a a young lady in school had passed away. And he was about her age, of course, because they were in school together. And she was just shocked because she thought that he was so healthy. So we might have things that we don't know about that are undiagnosed that that shorten our lifespan. And for that reason, it's our responsibility to take care of our affairs, make sure our legal affairs are in order. And um, that starts with some simple planning. Even if you don't have a will or a trust, um, one of my buddies, uh, a financial advisor uh, named Danny, always uh, brought out this picture of a pyramid. And he would say, well, you start at the bottom with the foundation. You have to have uh, health insurance. And and then when that's taken care of, you get disability insurance. And when that's taken care of, you get life insurance. Then you start saving money. Then you start saving for retirement. And then this is usually when people get the idea that they're mortal and that someday they will pass away. Even uh, Ben Franklin said that um, nothing is uh, certain in life except for death and taxes. So we know that it's going to happen, and the statistics actually tell us that um, most of us will become disabled before we die, and we might be incapacitated. I think other statistics say that one-third of people will be in a nursing home for some period of time. And so you want to make sure that somebody is allowed to make decisions on your behalf about your financial and medical affairs. And the last couple of weeks, I talked a lot about durable power of attorney, somebody you name who can make financial and legal decisions for you. Um, Today, we're going to talk um, more about that because the legal trend is that 
a lot of people are are getting to the point where they can no longer stay at home independently making their own decisions and and taking care of themselves and they're having trouble with their activities of daily living just to remind you if you're just tuning in this is talk law radio i'm todd marquart we're on 9:30 a.m the answer I'm talking about legal trends uh, that I've noticed, how uh, business law, estate planning, guardianship, probate, elder law, Medicaid, veterans, pension, and compensation are all coming together at this point in time uh, because uh, some people were putting off uh, going into assisted living or memory care or nursing home because of the pandemic. So during the pandemic, uh, it everything shut down. Remember, the mayor shut down the city and the economy, and we couldn't go anywhere, and we couldn't do anything. Uh, nobody could work except for those essential businesses like hospitals and law firms. So um, because everything was shut down, people couldn't visit their loved ones who were already in a nursing home. And that message spread like wildfire, and people who were taking care of an older or disabled person did not want to move them into assisted living, memory care, or nursing homes because they didn't think, I'm never going to see them again. My, my own grandfather in New Mexico uh, last year was in a nursing home, uh, because uh, he was in his 90s and just had a lot of trouble getting around and getting dressed and preparing meals. And uh, my my dad and my uncle and my extended family, they, they couldn't visit. My dad had to stand outside the window and try and talk to him on the phone, but he couldn't hear. He needed someone to be inside and to hold his hand and just be there the presence of another human being who you know and love is uh, something that's important it's intuitive in our nature and so uh, someone at the texas legislature uh, came up with this idea that they should pass a law that says uh, everybody should be allowed at least one visitor So that's one of the changes that was made in this uh, last legislative session. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, That's essentially what it says is that um, they're allowed to have one visitor. And if for some reason the facility says that that visitor um, isn't following the rules, uh, they're not wearing masks or they're not uh, staying six feet apart or whatever they're rules are that uh, the the person that's living there in the community can designate somebody else. And if the individual living there, the resident, is incapacitated or incompetent, then their agent under durable power of attorney, medical power of attorney, or their guardian can nominate a visitor who can visit. So that was uh, very important. And and speaking of taking care of older persons and, and disabled persons, there is a list of other 
uh, bills that were passed and signed by the governor. We'll talk more about those when we come back from the break, so stay tuned. Just want to remind you, this is Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt. We're on 930 AM, The Answer. And this is going to be a great show today. It's already been a great show. I'm so excited to be back in the studio. Um, I should have said all this at the very beginning, but I'm just now remembering. The last time I was here, I think, was July 15th. And then I went for an extended travel time uh, with my family to watch my middle son, Thomas, play baseball. And uh, it was a big time. Uh, We went all over the country, and since I've been back, I've been talking to my colleagues in the, the elder law and estate planning fields, and we've noticed some trends about uh, what's happening with the pandemic and uh, what's happening with the economy and laws that have been passed or might be passed and how we need to respond and deal with it. When we come back, I'll talk about some laws that were passed recently with the last legislative session in Texas about uh, the elderly and disabled. So stay tuned. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt, and I'm getting ready to tell you some of the new laws that were passed in the last Texas legislative session about elderly and disabled individuals. But first, I wanted to uh, bring new people uh, up to speed about what we're discussing. Uh, People are finishing their summer vacations, getting back to work, and going back to school. And since I've been back in the office myself after an extended travel, I've been hearing in the news about this uh, Delta variant of COVID-19. So we've been living with COVID for over a year now, and uh, we're adjusting and we're adapting. Um, But if you add that on to other problems that we systemically face in Uh, U.S. society, like car accidents, and uh, uh, recently lost a friend uh, to an avoidable accident. Um, He passed away. Uh, Another acquaintance of mine passed away. Um, So we know that human life is fragile and that anything could happen. And so if you haven't already done so, get a will get a power of attorney, get your affairs in order, Um, make sure that your home office is organized, make sure that somebody is going to be able to find your accounts, make sure they're going to be able to find out which bills to pay, make sure they know whether or not you have a safe deposit box or a safe. Um, My mom's dad passed away, and nobody knew the combination to his safe. And so it took a locksmith a day and a half to break into that thing and another day and a half to put it back together. So you don't want to put your family through that. You don't want to put your friends through it. Whoever you love, whoever you're going to leave your things to, 
somebody's going to have to take care of your affairs, uh, whether you like it or not, whether they like it or not. Uh, I see a lot of people wanting to do that job, be an executor, wrap up a person's affairs, as a, in honor of you. They, they want your affairs to be taken care of because the, that's, that's the last thing they can do for you and because uh, they're not going to be able to see you or hang out with you again until all of us are, are in heaven. So I implore you to get your affairs in order. So I've been hearing from colleagues that their clients uh, did the best they could to delay transferring their loved ones to memory care and nursing homes. Um, but the degradation in, in health condition doesn't stop. You know, as we get older, as those diseases and, and medical conditions progress, um, things get worse. And so they, they're finally having to move into these uh, communities where they get more care. And so planning is just as important as ever to make sure that you, your loved ones or you nominate someone that, that's trusted to make financial and legal decisions, also medical and health care decisions, uh, before capacity and competency is lost and before they pass away. So I've, I've been talking about it, and I'll talk about it some more, strategies to manage crisis if you're taking care of somebody who's lost ca capacity and competency because they failed or refused to do their legal planning, and now you've got to figure out how to make decisions for them through guardianship or probate, uh, how to pay the high cost of long-term care if they don't have their financial affairs in order, if they don't have enough money in the bank, how, are, how is it going to be paid for to, to go to assisted living or memory care or nursing home care? Okay, so let's get back to some of these uh, laws that were passed. Uh, one is that you're allowed to have a visitor. And most of these laws take effect September 1st, but I would imagine that assisted living and memory care and nursing homes are going to be implementing these uh, new policies and procedures to keep up with the coming law uh, soon. Another law that was passed uh, in 2019 is uh, Guardianship Abuse, Fraud, and Exploitation uh, Deterrence Program. So I think that that program was established in response to the, the show on uh, HBO called Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Uh, you may have seen the episode on June 4th, 2018 about guardianship. And there's a f famous Texas judge uh, that appears in that episode. And so I think he told uh, somebody in the legislature that they needed to establish this deterrence program. Well, there was something that that was passed in this last legislative session that gives um, banks a duty to provide financial uh, statements and data to this program in order to deter abuse of uh, elderly and, and guardianships. So that was new. 
Okay, there's another law that was recently passed um, that makes it an offense for someone who knowingly engages in financial abuse of an elderly individual, including financial exploitation committed by a person who has a relationship of confidence or trust with an elderly individual. Now, that was already uh, a, a program to prevent financial exploitation. Um, this, this is another offense, I guess. I haven't seen it in the penal code, um, but it's coming. Um, just know that it's illegal to do that, to exploit elderly and disabled people and that it's a crime, and it's punishable by fines or jail time. Uh, We'll wait and see what that comes out to be. Just know that there's been a law passed, and so it'll have to go through some other steps uh, before we know all of the details. Another new statute that was passed um, is that banks can put a hold on a bank account of someone known as a vulnerable adult if the bank suspects that there's been financial exploitation. So it says if there is reason to believe the transaction involves financial exploitation and the financial institution must submit a report to uh, of the suspected exploitation to adult protective services and then they can put a hold on that account. So some of you out there have probably already dealt with a bank that didn't want to honor the power of attorney or a bank that said, uh, we're not going to let you access money from this account. Um, They have to have reasons for doing that, and I'm sure all of them are doing their best to uh, look out for the well-being of the elderly and disabled. Um, But mistakes are made, and so sometimes... uh, need to get an attorney just to communicate with the bank because um, some people in every job and every profession don't uh, deal with things in a reasonable and logical way and you have to get the law involved. Okay, another um, bill that was passed is about the continuous sexual abuse of a disabled person. Now this is horrific and sickening. I, I can't even believe that we have to have a law about this. I don't know anybody, why anybody would do such a thing, but there is now another offense um, in addition to just being illegal to sexually abuse disabled people. There's now a new law that if you continuously sexually abuse a disabled person, it's another offense. So what was a crime is now a crime and more. Um, so if you know somebody that's doing that, if you find out that it's been done, uh, call the police, call Adult Protective Services, um, notify everybody in authority that you can to get it stopped, and then uh, prosecute. Uh, another new bill, fraudulently securing document execution. It's a criminal offense if a person with the intent to defraud causes another person to execute a document affecting property, a service, or a pecuniary interest without that person's effective consent. Pecuniary interest uh, essentially means a financial interest. 
also including uh, it, causing a public servant to file or record a purported judgment or of a court or judicial entity that was not expressly created without the public servant's consent. So just know that this is going to be an offense if, if you know somebody that has, uh, against their will, uh, signed something that they didn't understand. Uh, it says consent is not effective if it is induced by deception or coercion given by a person who, due to youth, mental disease or defect, or intoxication, is known by the actor to be unable to make reasonable property dispositions, or given by a person who, by reason of advanced age, is known by the actor to have a diminished capacity. If you know somebody that that's happened to, call a lawyer and uh, prosecute. We'll be right back. We're going to take one final break. We'll talk more about strategies when we return. able to care for yourself or your home. Without powers of attorney, your loved ones will be forced to the world of court battles and guardianship lawsuit to declare you to be incapacitated. Better yet, ask about a living trust containing your instructions about where you want to live, how you want to be taken care of if you have a heart attack, stroke, or develop Alzheimer's or dementia. Call Marquardt Law Firm and find out how a living trust can help your loved ones settle your affairs without a judge in court. Call 210-530-4278. That's 210-530-4278. Welcome back. I'm Todd Marquardt with Talk Law Radio, and we're talking today what's happening and what are the legal issue blind spots you need to hear about. Some things are going on in the economy. Some things are going on with the pandemic, and it's affecting legal issues. Uh, Most notably, um, the, the president... And the Congress is talking about changing capital gains tax and changing the basic exclusion amount for the federal estate tax. And so I'm, I'm going to be doing an, a whole episode on that. I just wanted to give you a heads up that that's an issue because it touches estate planning, last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. Today I'm focusing more on the laws that were passed in the Texas legislature that relate to elderly and disabled individuals. And I want to remind you that if you have a loved one who's older or disabled and happens to be in assisted living, nursing home, or memory care, that uh, the Texas legislature passed a new law that says they're allowed to have one visitor. That's awesome. That's a big change over what happened last year during the pandemic when nobody could have any visitors. It's it's tragic. It's just unconscionable that uh, the city government and county government could let that happen. Um, but anyway, now I want to talk about what happens in crisis if Uh, your loved one does not have their legal affairs in order and you still need to make uh, decisions for them. Well, you probably need guardianship. Guardianship is um, when the court appoints somebody like you to make 
all the financial and medical decisions and legal decisions for somebody because they are incompetent or incapacitated. That is, substantially unable to make their own financial and legal decisions or to make their own medical and health care decisions. And the, I just want to warn you right now that uh, it's very difficult. And I, I just did a, a webcast, webinar, continuing legal education about this. Um, judges make it harder and harder to get guardianship every year. And they want us to use uh, alternatives to guardianship, like power of attorney, medical power of attorney. If you have those things, you probably don't need a guardian because you already have somebody you trust nominated and appointed to make those decisions for you. Guardianship is what you have to do when there's nothing in place. And you need uh, a judge's authority uh, for you to make decisions uh, because... um, in the United States, we have this right to make our own decisions. We're autonomous. We're free people, and uh, that freedom can't be taken away unless in this circumstance when you're incapacitated and you just don't have the ability to make uh, legal decisions. Uh, what the court will also say when somebody's uh, asking about guardianship, uh, what are the Um, supports and services that you've tried to try and prevent the need for guardianship. I'm going to read some examples of supports and services. Well, some of the the services um, by entities and organizations would be adult protective services. Um, There's uh, the Area Agency on Aging, uh, food banks, Health and Human Services Commission, the Ombudsman Program, Mental Health Association, some um, supports and services where you can get help with food, clothing, and shelter. Now, just because this is a support and service doesn't mean it's free. So this is something that you might have to pay for um, to try and prevent the need for guardianship. Uh, Adult daycare, adult foster care, assisted living facilities, um, apartment-like settings, uh, private residences for for older or disabled individuals, case managers, church groups, uh, dietary services, home management, housekeeping, uh, in-home attendant services, non-medical home care providers, meals on wheels, residential assistance, respite care, some things, uh, supports and services for physical and mental health, adaptive aids like eyeglasses, hearing aids, orthotics. So uh, somebody might be having trouble making rational decisions if they can't hear or if they can't see. And so you might be able to prevent guardianship just by getting the right eyeglasses or the right hearing aids. Um, I've also learned in the last 15 years that uh, some people behave irrationally if they have a urinary tract infection or if they are deficient on certain vitamins. And so sometimes after they take those vitamins, They're better. They can live alone. They can make their own decisions again.
sometimes if you clear up that urinary tract infection, that person can live independently again for many years. I, I heard by anecdote recently, uh, somebody that was in my office said that their loved one died from a urinary tract infection. Um, it led to sepsis, which is just infection all over the body, uh, which is a tragedy because it's uh, preventable. It's a treatable illness. Um, so we have to keep an eye on our loved ones. Um, when they get to be a certain age, you just have to visit more. If they break a hip, if they break a bone, if um, they develop memory issues, we just need to visit more and check on them and make sure we know what's going on. Okay. Uh, dental care, you know, an infection in the mouth could be the same thing. You get that treated, get that cleared up, and, and they're good to go for a little while. Uh, personal care uh, assistance like a home care attendant or a non-medical home care provider can provide help with bathing, dressing, grooming, hair and skin care, feeding, exercising, um, self-administered meal preparation, medication, toileting, transferring, ambulating. Okay, medical services, uh, we talked about some of that. Taking them to the doctor, making sure that they see their primary care physician. So before you get guardianship, the court wants you to testify that you tried these things. Um, you have to jump through so many hoops and get through so much red tape. Um, most of the people that are asking me for guardianships leave my office angry and upset because I say I can help you after you do all of these other things first. You have to reach a roadblock. You have to testify that somebody is standing in your way before the court will grant you relief. And it's upsetting, um, but it's caused by all of the, the abuse of the system. Have you seen that movie, I Care A Lot? Well, it's about a bad guardian. And you, you don't want anybody in your family to have to go through what, what the characters in that movie went through. Um, there's some true stories um, of individuals that went through similar experiences on other TV programs that I can't remember right now. Um, but I did mention the, the one by uh, John Oliver uh, last week tonight. Um, but don't watch that show if you're easily offended because he does cuss a lot. <laughs> um, my wife doesn't like to watch it because uh, he's a foul mouth. And it, it's, it's sort of funny, but it, it certainly couldn't be played on this station. Um, anyway... Some other supports and services are uh, to manage somebody's financial affairs would be bill-paying programs, um, utility bill assistance, uh, supported services, um, a bookkeeper, a CPA could help with some of those things, um, personal decisions, supports and services for personal decisions, Assisted living, benefits counseling, tour provider, court visitor programs, daycare services, uh, orientation and mobility, assisted transportation and escort, mobility, impaired transportation services. There's just lots of things that you can try. 
And you could always call a case management service. I've had a, a case manager on the show before. Um, you might reach out to some of those businesses. Uh, they can help you coordinate all different kinds of programs for somebody who is suffering from uh, uh, older age or they're suffering from specific medical and health care uh, conditions. Another thing that comes up when we're dealing with estates and probate and guardianship or what do we do with somebody's firearms? Well, you have to be very careful with those because it's the one thing that you can own unless you're not allowed to own it. So the there's federal and state law, uh, the Gun Control Act and the National Firearms Act. Those are the federal laws. And there's also state laws that, that track those laws, especially here in Texas. In Texas, the, the state law is not more restrictive than the federal law. But uh, you cannot possess a firearm if you're a prohibited person. If, if uh, you're a drug user, if you're a felon, if uh, you've been in trouble with domestic violence, you're just not allowed to possess a firearm, and if you do, it's a felony. And so if you're the executor, you might have to stand down. Or if the will says you're supposed to make sure that uh, the beneficiary receives that firearm, well, you got to make sure that that beneficiary is not a prohibited person because if, if you transfer it to them, if you hand it over, that's a transfer, uh, you could accidentally commit a felony. So you want to make sure you have an attorney, a probate attorney, that knows firearms laws. And I know a lot of them, uh, but we also have an attorney in the office named uh, Alex Vollmer, who is a firearm enthusiast, and he knows just about every gun law there is. So uh, we can definitely represent executors, administrators, and guardians, and agents under power of attorney and trustees who need to make sure that they're following the Gun Control Act and the National Firearms Act and the state laws regarding firearms. Um, There are attorneys out there that don't know these things, and you might get into trouble. Well, this is it for today. I hope you've enjoyed the episode uh, about Uh, the interlocking circles uh, of these legal issues. I'll be back next week with another episode on Talk Law Radio. Mm